Are you a superstitious golfer? If you are, then this episode of the podcast may hit a little close to home, but I felt it necessary. And why, you ask? Well, it's from a conversation that my wife and I had before New Year's, and it was all about the superstitions of New Year's Eve. And a lot of them, you know, I can understand. Some of them I don't understand. But it got me thinking about golf's silly superstitions. And I picked probably the top five golf superstitions that I've come across and seen playing the game that I just thought were strange. You know, didn't make any sense to me. And I've seen players violate these superstitions and still do really well. So I wanted to talk about them. And, uh, you know, maybe you guys will see them in a different light if you believe them or just have a good laugh, which, I mean, come on, who doesn't like a good laugh? So what is going on? Welcome to episode number 19 of the Rough Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Okay, so number one silly golf superstition is going to be never use anything smaller than a quarter to mark your ball. Now, this one I can refute almost immediately. Um, since I was a little little baby kid, okay, running around with some sticks and golf balls in my hands trying to whack them around the yard, I remember my grandfather playing uh, golf and using a buffalo nickel to mark his golf ball on the green. Now, according to superstition, he's using a coin that's smaller than a quarter. So he should be playing bad golf. Let me tell you a little secret here. Some days he did play bad golf. Others he played great golf. But he used the same nickel on all those days. So that superstition to me seems a little bit silly. Now, I get that some people, you know, might say that, well, a quarter is a good size. It's a good shape. It's easy to see for everyone. You know, somebody puts a nickel or a penny down you know, maybe the color might be distracting for the penny, might be too small. Some people may, you know, accuse others of uh, trying to gain an advantage by using a different size coin or a smaller coin than a quarter. All that's craziness, okay? What I believe and what I think, what I would hope that most golfers out there um, would adopt is the fact that whatever ball marker you want to use that's within regulation should be something that inspires confidence when you putt. Or maybe it's a token that has some sentimental value to you or uh, something that makes you feel like, um, you know, it focuses you in a certain way. Any of those things will inspire confidence on the green. So if the nickel, the dime, the penny, whatever, if that inspires confidence, then play with that ball marker, okay? Don't let some silly superstition affect your game because the confidence will outweigh that superstition. And I've seen it. I have. I mean, again, my grandfather played golf all his life, on and off, and he used that nickel. Good days, bad days, it happens. So do not worry about the size of your ball marker, okay? As long as it's within regulation. Don't worry about the size of your ball marker, okay? Doesn't matter. You need to have the confidence that that ball marker will give you. Number two, silly superstition. 
gosh, if, if I tried to say that really, really fast several times over, I'm not sure that uh, I'd be able to do that. Because it, it's not necessarily a tongue twister because there's only two S's in a row. But anyway, I digress. Don't use a ball you just washed off the tee. I've done this several times, uh, you know, because you can't play a mud ball. All right. Mud balls do not fly correctly. I've talked about this before, but just to reiterate, if you have, if you look at the design of a golf ball and you've got the dimple pattern, if you have a clump of mud or even grass stains or any kind of anything that will interfere with the dimple pattern on the ball and you try to fly that through the air, you are creating unnecessary drag and resistance on one side of the ball. So that's why you have the ball washers at the tee box when you go up and you're ready to tee off, you can clean your ball from the last hole. Now a lot of people think you're going to wash the luck off of it, which seems kind of silly to me because if you just made a double bogey, that ball ain't very lucky. Or if you just made a birdie, maybe that ball is lucky. I don't know. Although I can say that myself and several other really good golfers I've seen wash their balls before they go and tee off. After they, you know, whether they scored a birdie or an eagle or par, whatever, they'll still wash that ball and get it clean because they want a clean ball flight. Now, some people say, well, there's a way around that, Jake. Okay. You get three balls in a sleeve. You finish one hole with one ball that's sturdy. You wash it, put it in your bag, pull another ball that's different that hasn't been washed out and tee off with that. Can you imagine the stress of keeping up with that in addition to the stress of playing a good round of golf? I mean, why are we playing musical chairs with golf balls, guys? Just wash the ball and move on, okay? This superstition is silly. You're not going to wash the luck off of it. You're going to wash the mud off of it. And mud on a golf ball, to me, is unlucky because it won't fly right. And you guys know that. So this seems really silly to me. You know, maybe somebody didn't tell the greenskeepers not to put uh, ball washers right there at the tee box. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know why this even popped up and, and, and came up into a superstition that somehow washing the ball and having a clean golf ball is going to um, somehow promote bad luck for that specific golf ball. So, I don't know. Golfers can be a superstitious bunch. So, that was number two for silly superstitions in the game of golf. Now, we're going to talk about number three. I've done this one personally and haven't seen it affect my game. But I played with a buddy, Michael, who has done the same thing. And he refuses to play with that ball. Okay? So, number three is never pick up a ball that isn't yours from the out-of-bounds. A lot of people believe that the theory behind this superstition is if you pick up a ball that isn't yours out of bounds, you're going to make an out of bounds shot to replace that ball. I believe if you entered into out of bounds and there's another ball laying to you, that's the course giving back to you. They're saying, look at me, I'm a brand new Titleist Pro V1 or uh, Strix and Z Star or TaylorMade TP5. Here I am. I'm a gift from the course. So, in my opinion, that's okay. That's the golf saying, you hit a bad shot, that stinks, but there's a little something in it for you. 
little bit of a silver lining. I've done this plenty of times. I don't play that ball uh, unless I lose my other ball, which does happen sometimes. But um, if you imagine, you know, walking right by, let's say a Pro V1, those things are like three or four bucks a pop. So it's like leaving three or four dollars just laying there in the out of bounds. Obviously, the player who played it didn't want it anymore. So they left it. It's been sitting there for a little bit. Nobody's playing behind you or in front of you. You know it doesn't belong to anybody else. So that ball is just sitting there. Pick it up, put it in your bag, and count your blessings. I don't know. Maybe that's the mindset of a rough golfer, you know, of someone who rarely ever purchases golf balls uh, throughout my entire playing career. I, I would find them or get them for a Christmas gift or something like that because they're expensive, you know, and golf is an expensive sport. So being superstitious in this instance costs money. And as a rough golfer, I just, I don't know, I'm looking for the deal, man, the the, the, the savings that uh, finding an out-of-bounds golf ball that was left by some other golfer offers you. Now, my friend, Michael, if he finds a golf ball out-of-bounds, he'll pick it up, but he will not play it throughout that round. He says, no, you have to save it for the next round. And that is kind of another superstition that some golfers have is if you find a golf ball, it goes in your bag and you don't play it till the next round because it's a gift from the course. And I could see that. I could understand, you know, some people feeling that way. I definitely feel like it's a gift from the course, but I won't hesitate to play it because uh, I feel like the course is saying, here's a little bit of a break for you, bud. You hit a you hit a bad shot out of bounds. You know, I used to go to the water hazard and pick up a ton of golf balls that I could reach when mine went in. So, you know, I came out with a full sleeve sometimes, and that's just how it works. You know, but that's that's kind of um, I guess that's my approach to uh, when you hit a bad shot and you find uh, you know a ball there. Okay, it's a gift. Pick it up, roll with it. So the number four silly superstition is starting your round with a birdie means the rest of your round will suffer. Now, guys, let's think about this just for one second, okay? If this were the case, then somebody should tell all of the tour pros out there that starting a birdie with your round means you're going to have a terrible round. No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't guarantee that at all. If that's the case... PGA Tour players would never want to make a birdie on the first hole. But of course they want to make a birdie anytime they can make a birdie. That's golf. You want to take advantage of the opportunities that you have in the game. You may be set up for birdie. I mean, could you just imagine, uh, let's say Justin Thomas, okay, cracks a drive out there. He's on in two, birdie opportunity, and he's like, you know what, man? I'm just, I'm going to deliberately miss this three-foot birdie putt because it's the first hole just so that I can make par and won't ruin the rest of my round. I mean, come on, how silly is that? Who in their right mind would do that? No, no. You've got to take that opportunity that the course gives you, that your abilities give you, and knock that birdie in. You can't be worried about a superstition. This superstition, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like um, an excuse that most people will use for their round going into a catastrophe after a birdie on the first hole. It sounds like that grumpy guy that you play golf with that, you know, maybe scores a, a, a birdie every now and again, and then the rest of us around is shot, and he just blames it on that one good hole. I mean, come on. That's not, that's not real. Don't, come on, let's be real, all right? 
This doesn't make a difference. If it did, why are the tour pros aiming for birdie every hole? You know, why are they why are they doing that? They're doing it because it's their livelihood, you know. And on the golf course, whether you're playing for, you know, a livelihood as a tour professional or you're playing on the weekend with your buddies and you want bragging rights, everybody wants to make a birdie. I don't care if it's the first hole, the ninth hole, hole number 18. It doesn't matter. We all want to make birdies. So take the opportunity when the opportunity's there, all right? That, to me, is a truly silly superstition. Don't believe it. And I've seen it plenty of times when I've been playing in competition that people make birdies on the first hole and then go on to win the competition. So that one just doesn't sit well with me. I'm going to just push that aside and uh, move on to number five. Number five silly golf superstition is take all the stuff out of your pockets. Now, Yes, this is a superstition, and the superstition is that there's going to be uh, some sort of imbalance for your, your your golfing person, okay? Your left side and your right side won't be balanced. You've got your wallet and your left, or maybe your right, your keys, your imported French toenail clippers in your left pocket, and your uh, hard piece of uh, peppermint candy in your back pocket. You get what I'm saying. There's a bunch of imbalance there, okay? And that's what the superstition will have you believe. You got to take all this stuff out of your pockets. I mean, Tin Cup. Everybody remember that movie? If you haven't seen it, it's a funny movie. Uh, there's a scene where Kevin Costner, and I cannot remember the other actor's name, but his caddy, uh, they're standing on the uh, practice range, and the caddy is, you know, helping Kevin Costner um, try to make contact with the golf ball. And he's just shanking them and running them down the, the uh, um, practice range uh, on, the, on the line and hitting guys' clubs and balls and stuff. It's making a spectacle of himself. And the caddy says, stop, wait. Pull all of the stuff out of your pocket and move it to the right. And the, the basics behind that is he's trying to uh, take his mind off of the golf swing. But there was a superstition involved in that thinking that what was throwing him off was the imbalance of stuff in his pockets. So that is silly. Okay. And there's actually a little bit of truth to this one. This is where this one actually makes sense to me. I don't like to have anything in my pockets when I golf other than maybe my, like my tee, golf ball, uh, ball marker and different repair tool, that kind of stuff. But I don't want my keys. I don't want my wallet. I don't want a watch or any other thing, toenail clippers, you know, candy, whatever. I don't want it in my pockets because um, in my backswing where my wallet would be or my keys would be, I feel pressure and that's just, that's a distraction. So with this particular superstition, I actually believe it, not because it's a superstition, but because it directly affects my golf game, my backswing. So before I start my round, I take all my stuff out of my pockets because I don't want to be playing with any distraction on, on my thighs when I'm doing my backswing, okay? So a lot of people, you know, they do this maybe out of superstition, but there's actually some validity to it because you don't want anything being a distraction in your backswing when you're you know, standing behind your ball getting ready to tee off. You don't want keys jingling, you know, you don't want, you don't want your wallet uh, bulging out if you're one of those, uh, you know, Long money players, I know you guys, you guys, a short money players, 
you know, your wallet's just kind of, it's kind of thin. It's not a lot of meat to it, but, but you don't want that small uh, rectangular um, wallet affecting your swing in any way. Okay. And it can like, sometimes on your follow through, you can also hit it too. I've noticed that. So I don't keep anything in my pockets. It's just, just what I do. So there you have it guys. My top five silly superstitions in golf. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please leave a rating or review. I would really appreciate it. Follow or subscribe. I want to have you in the Rough Golf Podcast community. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swinging.